Welcome to another episode of Well, The Deal Is, where I'm joined by my co-host, Tommy Bourne. Hi. Hey, Tommy. Hi. Uh, so we're actually making like regular podcast episodes now, which is great. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. Two episodes a month, and we are definitely on track to do that for this current month. All right, so what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, so... Um, we're going to talk about, I feel like I always say we're going to talk about a touchy subject, but this one is, I think, by far the touchiest of subjects that we have done. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would only because people have gotten, uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone really cares about like singing. I mean, it's not very (laughs) controversial. This is true. Yeah. Um, so we are going to talk about feminism the three of us being me you and andy are all a bunch of dudes uh we thought it only fitting to uh interview some woman folk uh on this topic because woman folk woman folk um so it doesn't sound like a very woke way of talking about women yeah that's a good point we'll cut that part out uh, yeah i mean we want it yeah in we, an effort to be woke yes we're going to talk to real women um so we're gonna dive in and listen to an interview that Andy did with his wife, uh, Jen Hirschman, which uh, she is a great um, speaker and super smart. And I'm very excited to hear what she has to say. Um, so let's dive in and then we'll jump back and kind of hash things out. I'm Andy. I'm Jen Hirschman. Her, yeah. We're married. Been married for a long time. And we are going to discuss feminism tonight. Let's just get into it. Well, we've talked a lot about this for many, many years. And we, I think we've tried to kind of narrow it down because it's obviously such a broad topic um, that can go in a lot of different directions. So I think what we talked about trying to focus on is the idea of whether or not being a feminist can line up with being a Christian. Can those go hand in hand? Oftentimes we think that they can't. Um, And so I think that's kind of what we're wanting to focus on. Yeah. So let me ask you first before I have a lot of things to say on this subject, (laughs) as you already know. So let me ask you the question. Do you think that calling yourself a feminist can line up with calling yourself a Christian? Can those two things go together? I think it's kind of a loaded question a little bit. It depends, of course, I believe on what you mean by feminism. One of the things the Bible says is to not think more highly of ourselves than you ought. I think when either sex, and the males have done this, I believe, for a long time, the thought is that you're better than other people, and I don't think that's true. So, of course, equality is a part of the gospel's level playing field. Well, I think it's an interesting question because the other night, Judah, our 12-year-old son, um, <clears throat> I forget what we were talking about, but he just said, Hey mom, are you a feminist? And I felt like I couldn't 100% say yes, but I also felt like I couldn't 100% say no. And, um, <clears throat> so I sort of explained to him that on one hand, I would consider myself a feminist going by the definition. So there's a couple definitions, um, 
in the dictionary, one being uh, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. Um, the second definition was organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. So what I was trying to explain to him was that I definitely would line up with feminism as far as equality between um, the sexes and um, equal rights for women. Um, however, a feminist, the feminist movement um, also goes towards things that I would not line up with as far as some reproductive rights, um, the biggest one being uh, pro-choice, which I am not so... Um, I tried to explain to that to him in the, a simple form, but I think it's something that is important to talk about, especially because uh, really traditionally in the conservative Christian church, I think that feminism has a really bad connotation and it's only considered to be a liberal thing. And um, so, yeah, I think it brings up a lot of questions. Let's answer a few of those questions. Well, I did read some. I've I've actually okay. read a couple books. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just launch into it. Uh, so I've read a couple books, um, both Christian and and secular, uh, about feminism. I've actually read The Feminine Mystique, not completely, so I can't be totally truthful. Is that that. The... I've read about three quarters of that. That yeah. it was a book that was written in um, the early '60s by Betty Friedman, and right. it was huge in the women's lib feminism movement uh, basically kind of causing a huge upheaval for housewives and women who stayed in the home and didn't work. She was um, a journalist who worked for um, a female magazine. I forget what magazine it was, but anyway, it was run by men. Um, she wanted to write about news and politics and economics and um, the men who were in charge of this women's magazine basically told her, no, you can only write right. about cooking, housekeeping, and um, parenting because that's what, and, and uh, beauty tips because that's what, what women are interested in. <laughs> anyway, there was that book. Um, there were some interesting things about that book and there were some kind of crazy things about that too. But then um, Jesus Feminist was another one that I read by Sarah Bessie. Um, that I thought was really interesting. Um, and then I've read, um, well, obviously looked up a lot of different scriptures uh, to see what the Bible has to say about women and their place in the world and in church. And there's some tricky ones in there that, uh, can be difficult to swallow, <laughs> but, sure. um, but one of the things that uh, you and I had talked about a little bit earlier today, actually, was um, one of the things that I've been thinking about that I think we sort of discount in um, as Christian women. At least this has been my experience, so I'm speaking kind of generally, but I think we sort of discount um, what parts of the feminist movement have done for us mm -hmm. um, positive things that they've done for us, such as how it, how it all sort of started in the mid to late 1800s with, um, with the suffrage movement and women's right to vote. It was pretty basic. Um, they were fighting for initially women's right to vote. Um, then there were things like equal pay, fair wages, um, fighting for women to be able to own property, women to have an education. Um, those were kind of some things in initially that I think, uh, 
were good that women were fighting for. And um, that was kind of the first wave of the women's uh, movement and feminism. There was a second wave in the 1960s. Um, which was which was titled the Women's Lib Movement. That got a little more crazy. That was dealing with more reproductive rights. Right. Um, and then there actually, I just read there's a third wave of women in the 1990s who felt like the second wave had failed in some areas. And so they kind of took up um, where they felt that they had failed and took up their cause and And then, of course, right now, I feel like there's kind of another wave, obviously, with all of the um, sexual harassment issues that are going on. Uh, So anyway, that's just kind of a brief, like... History of it. Overview of what I've researched. I'm in no way a a scholar about this stuff. But you are a woman. But I am a woman, so I can speak from a woman's point of view. I'm a woman who (laughs) who loves Jesus. You have have an authority. Well, who loves Jesus and who who desires to... um, serve him first and love people um, and not be like you were talking about all about myself. Well, I thought, are we going to, do you have questions, don't you? Or that we're going to discuss or no? Well, that was kind of the big, the main thing that um, we wanted to focus on is that can you sort of line up with, with both of those things? Feminism and Christianity together. Yeah. I think, I mean, one thing it makes me think of like Genesis one twenty six, let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness and let them have dominion. So he made male and female in his image. So in that way we both, you know, the people call it like we're image bearers of, of Christ, of God. And I think in that way, um you know we're we're equal in terms of worth and dignity um we're not i think the question that comes to mind for me is that can you have different roles and still have equality and i think this is where it can go awry in regards to like economic equality in terms of access to I, I'm I'm I mean I would maybe even call myself a feminist in those ways. Not to have sort of artificial limits imposed on women when they do equal work, having equal pay, those kinds of things. Of course I agree with you in terms of reproductive rights. I'm against abortion. I'm not against all forms of birth control, but definitely definitely abortion as a means to have their own rights over a child's. But can we have different roles and those not be equal in terms of action or course or authority even? They're different. We have different anatomy. We're not the same. And I think personally that that's a good thing. But can that be celebrated and not be looked upon by all as equitable? Hmm. Well, that's interesting because I was you had mentioned that the other day and I was thinking about like if you think about in the workplace, you obviously have different levels of jobs. You've got a director and you've got a manager and you've got um, somebody who answers to the manager right. or so they are definitely different roles. Should they and and in that instance in a working environment, obviously there's different pay based on those different sure. roles. But however, totally. between um, a man Same. or a woman it would be depending on the role, would be the same. Should be, Man sure. and woman, should be, 
right? Yeah. But there are different rules. I mean, in life, in general, in church, yeah. in work, in school, that's part of life, I would agree. But I think in the way that you are treated um, and the way that God sees us is equal. So I would say that, yes, roles can be different for sure. So I had a question for you. Why do you think that we see feminism as like a bad word? Is it only because of like the pro-choice or the reproductive rights issue? Because I get that that's very controversial, like contraception and those kinds of things. Like that's kind of more of a gray area, even within the church. So why do you think that feminism is such a bad word? Why do you think that, that has is a bad, bad connotation. Yeah, within church. Well, I mean, I don't think it's just in church. I think it's culturally as, culturally as well. I think with that word comes the changing of sort of the status quo. You know, I mean, I think you do see this in the sexual harassment and, and allegations um, in like the current cultural time that we're in where you're seeing a lot of people that are speaking up and things are starting to change. So in a historical sense, men have had power, physical power, right. um, economic power, social power. And so these women have been oppressed and abused. And so when, you're ch when that changes, I mean, I think you, you kind of find this. Well, I think whenever you get one of these sh shifts of power, it, it disrupts you know, society. It disrupts things. And so because it disrupts things, I think that's where it comes in as, it be, as something that's being, um, people don't like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's interesting, the shift in power, because I think that, I don't think that that's the way Jesus meant for it to be, like about power. We've sort of made it, you know, I think it's like, and again, this is generally, but for men, it's like, well, this is sort of how it's been. And so for a woman to say, well, feminism may not be a bad thing, this portion of it or this piece of it. Right. For a man to be like, ho, ho, wait, 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 wait a second. This is not how things have been. This is not how things work. And like this, the, that term sort of a shift in power, or maybe it shouldn't be so much as a power issue, but just loving each other equal, like more of a compassion, like, wow, a longer time ago when women just did not have some of the basic rights. So not necessarily just speaking about church, but even, even like, um, when I was born, um, in the seventies, there were some pretty basic things that women still didn't really, they could, they were legal in some States, like serving on a jury. It wasn't until I think 1973 that women could actually serve in a jury in all 50 states. There were some states where you could, but a lot of states that you couldn't. Or it was very difficult to get a credit card without your husband. You had to be married and then have a husband's signature on it. It wasn't impossible, but it was difficult. Um, owning property, like things like this that, um, that even like, well, I guess I am kind of old, but I'd like to think that it wasn't that long ago. Um, that just some of those really basic things that it seems like right. that shouldn't have really been that big of an issue. Um, right. but it was because I think that it was, but this is upsetting the status quo. This is upsetting how yeah. things work. And maybe, maybe that's what you're saying about within the church. Like, 
this isn't how things have been. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a few parts to this. One would be things and stuff. Things and stuff should be equitable. I mean, when it comes, you know, as much as as much as is possible. You know, it's not possible for everything with everybody everywhere to be equitable. However, I mean, is we should have generically and generally a level playing field for men and women. God loves them both. All of the, you know, the good stuff of life should be equal. I think the the thing, two, two things to me come into question with the shift in power, um, kind of from a cultural standpoint, particularly a cultural standpoint, but also, you know, maybe even a power standpoint. I mean, you know, it's interesting, probably since I would guess, I don't know if I'm right about this, but since the 80s, we've had women news anchors. But of old, it was men. You know, a lot of men predominantly held the most powerful positions in our society, and definitely in American society and maybe others. There's some biblical precedence for this. I mean, there's a verse in... For women's news anchors? No, no, no. Okay, just wanted to clarify (laughs) No, not for women's news anchors. But for for, uh, male-dominated leadership or male pattern leadership. There's different ways you can frame that. But for male leadership. And so that has carried on through a lot of history, patriarchal societies. There are matriarchal societies, but there's, I mean, there's, I, I mean, guessing, I'm not an anthropologist, but there's probably more patriarchal than matriarchal societies. Where it's abused, it's wrong. Where it is used properly with human treatment of each other and uh, fighting injustices. I mean, I, I, you know, that's hard to do. And the reality of it is it's impossible to do in full. It's always going to have, I mean, we've made it this far in history and we haven't solved this. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be solved. Sin is real and present. I mean, when we're talking about Christians, I think having good policies and good safeguards and good things in place. But I think the area where it goes the most wrong is the idea that we can speak to power in a way that we can speak to power in a way that changes it from on high. Now, we just saw hashtag me too did change kind of a thing where we were, where women were able to kind of speak out and and we're seeing a lot of very I mean just tonight uh, the Republican senator of Alabama was, I mean, essentially voted out of the Senate. The, the Democrat won this special election tonight, just hours ago. Um, and so you're seeing pretty drastic American change because of, I mean, relatively speaking, small people speaking out, which I, I think is good. I think that's right and good. I think there are things that, you know, are on the side of, um, you know, like equitable pay. I think it's interesting how um, when you read about how Jesus' specific interaction with women, um, he treated women with such respect and high regard. Um, Any of the interactions that you read about in the New Testament. And, um, And I think that that is... Um, obviously the most important example. Um, but church, like, like in a lot of other things, you know, man gets in there and we have our own ideas and we may, um, 
twist things around here and there or use things to our advantage. But I think that when you sort of scale it back and look at Jesus' interaction and the way he loved and respected women, I think that's not necessarily what's represented in church. And yeah, so maybe that is part of the reason why there's sort of an uproar if you talk about feminism as if it could be a positive thing. It's really like sort of frowned upon. Some of the churches I grew up in, definitely women did not have equal respect. All decisions, everything needed to go through the husband. And then if you were a single woman, I don't even know, like you were just kind of on your own. And I don't think that's what's represented in the Bible um, by Jesus in his treatment of women. Definitely not. I don't think so at all. I mean, it, Jesus visited Mary Magdalene first yeah. after he rose from the dead. You know, he he gave her instructions before he gave the disciples instructions. I mean, he did he did things that were sort of upended from even the cultural mores of his day. Um, he did also have 12 male disciples. So there is, there is and does seem to be a pattern of leadership within even Jesus' own leadership or apostles or disciples. Or... But do you think that that was cultural? Because... Well, I'm sh- I, of course it, it, it was cultural, of course. Right. But, because, I but... mean, even like when he met the woman at the well and was talking with her, right. that was like totally Against taboo. the cultural right. norm. So, right. yeah, he's, he's going with the cultural norm and against it both. Right. Right. But, Regardless of that, regardless of the cultural aspects of that, which are real, so he could have had male and female disciples and didn't. So, I, I mean, again, to me, it goes back to my original question, and maybe you have some thoughts on it, but, but can you have order or hierarchy or, um, I don't, I, however you want to call it, but can you have this sense of how the Bible lays things out probably particularly with male and female, and it be equitable? I think that's a hard question. It's a hard one. I don't know if I um, have really worked a lot of that out because there are some really difficult scriptures. You know which ones they are that I don't, that I don't like to read about um, that Paul talks about, you know, in Timothy, those ones that are very strong about women being like should be saved in church. Oh, yeah. And women saved through um, childbirth, that one. Oh, well, I wasn't even thinking about that one. But women being <laughs> submissive, not speaking in church, being yeah. quiet, part about head, you know, keeping your head covered. Well, and there's like things here and there that we don't yeah. that the church, um, the modern church doesn't. Well, I'm sure there are some that do, but um, our our group. sort of yeah that we there are certain scriptures that we say well that's maybe that's not necessarily relevant we explain right it now. Away. Right. Yeah, but then there are other ones that we don't explain away. So, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that that can all be completely answered or worked out because I believe that the Bible is God-inspired and truth, but there are some there's some crazy verses in there. I believe in the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that they should have roles within the church that are that are not just making crafts and having yeah women's no teas totally and stuff. I mean they I think women are extraordinarily valuable in the church and they have I think they have a voice in in our church 
you've um, spoken before on a Sunday morning. And I, some churches wouldn't allow for that. And I think, I, I think we can. Um, and you've done that. I do also believe that there is a pattern in the church of male leadership. And I think it's made clear in a number of passages. So, I mean, I don't really have an answer for the idea of whether or not you can have a hierarchy and things be equitable. I believe so. I mean, I believe it in the same way. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's in the same way that you can have a boss and an employee, or you can have a, um, I mean, I know that's a sort of a loaded illustration because, because yeah. a man's not the boss and a woman's yeah. not the employee. But there's a hierarchy or a structure to that that I believe is not inherently sinful or wrong or, or even misguided. I think there's, there's hierarchies and things that are laid out, whether it's scriptural or whether it's cultural or both, that don't make things inequitable. And, and I guess to me, as an aside to that, I believe in a sense that equality itself is not the highest moral ground. I mean, I think many people, that's equality becomes the highest moral high, high ground. And I think in that sense that, you know, Jesus didn't consider equality uh, with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross, it says in the book of Philippians. And I think that to me speaks that speaks to the fact that though he was and is equal to God. He didn't consider something to be held tightly onto. And I think that's the thing where we consider others more important than ourselves. And I think that seems to me what's lost in a lot of it. Now, are there injustices? Yes. And are they, should we write them as, as Christians? Yes, absolutely. But at the same time that that's true, I also believe, you know, as men and as women lay down our rights and, you know, not be so quick to divide I mean, and I think this is what what happens a lot of times in the church. There should be a realistic and honest and good middle ground that includes the idea that people sin and they don't they don't treat others as they should. Well, there's all throughout Scripture it talks about, or probably more in the New Testament, it talks about um, dying to ourselves and the first being last, and and the Scripture you just referenced about. Jesus not considering equality with God, something to be grasped. But I liked this quote that um, that's from the book that I was talking about, Jesus Feminist by Sarah Bessie. Um, it says, feminism only means we champion the dignity, rights, responsibilities, and glories of women as equal in importance, not greater than, but certainly not less than, to those of men, and we refuse discrimination against women. Sorry, I just realized we should kind of enter this more. So, Andy, um, why why did uh, Jen want to talk about feminism? Why was that kind of on her heart? Why was it on her heart to talk about it? Yeah. I think, you know... Obviously, with a lot of the stuff that's coming to light, you know, there are a lot of women who, um, you know, with the harassment stuff in the news, I think there's, I think there's like elements of like women that are not treated like they should be in our circle, Christianity. <laughs> uh, there's, 
there we believe from the Bible that there's an order to how things are done. And I think, you know, the question to me is, and I think partly for her is, is can these two things be reconciled? Yeah, and it seemed like, it, yeah, it was kind of those two, it was two main points. One was that can feminism and Christianity, I guess, coexist, or how does that work? And right. then the second one seemed to be, um, what was it, Liz, you mentioned it earlier. Why is of, feminism a trigger word? Right, yeah. Why is why oh, is yeah. feminism almost this kind of taboo word right. that has a lot of negative connotations from the perspective of the church? Right. Um, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And, and Liz, do you want to dive into, dive into that? Yeah. Well, okay, so I think it's interesting just thinking about that just now about um, – it being a trigger word and it being funny that there is flaws on, on both sides of it. You know, like I think feminism being a trigger, like being this negative connotation is something that as a church we should work on and get better at. I think the problem, the problem that I have, and I think the reason that it gets a negative connotation is that we, feminism is not inherently, um, like a defensive thing where, as a woman, you're saying, I have been wronged and that needs to be corrected, rectified somehow. Rectified somehow. Right. But as Christians, we have said, I lay down these rights and I no longer take take them up. We're very, it's a very entitled attitude, which I think is interesting because if we got what we were entitled to without grace, that would be death. So if mm. we had the right mindset, then this entitled attitude. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, what it sounds like is it goes beyond feminism into, you know, even at this really basic level as followers of Christ and taking up our cross, we've kind of denied ourselves those kind of rights that say that, that put ourselves first. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think that that obviously it is a problem that we should take up, but I think it's a problem we should take up corporately as a church and not individually as women who feel wronged because um i also think it's an identity thing where if i draw my value from the lord then i know that i have great value and i am precious and have power or you know all these things that feminists say that in this world they don't have but if I define myself by the worth of what man says, then I do have those problems. So I think it's coming out of it as I'm an individual and I have been um, given value by God. And that is what is important to me. But I see that there is a problem and a brokenness in the world where women who are part of God's creation are not being valued the way they should. And therefore... Corporately, as a child of God, I want to take up that and not personally as an insulted and degraded woman. I don't think that's the heart that Jesus had. Hmm. Does that make any sense? No, it does. I think that's a really interesting point. I mean, what, what do you think about that, Andy? I think it's great. I mean, I think that's the kind of the crux of it is the line between, you know, in a practical world where there's injustice and where women's rights. I mean, you know, Jen brought this up, you know, in the, in the 1970s, a woman couldn't get a credit card without her husband's, uh, consent, um, things, things like that, where, 
you know, there's, um, and, and a woman couldn't actually divorce her husband. It had to go the other way around. The husband had to divorce the wife. Women didn't have, and, and, you know, in some ways still don't have some of those same rights. Um, but it's not the same thing as all of us, men, women, laying down our rights because Christ first loved us. So I think there's that kind of a little bit of a dichotomy between these two things that we see. You know, we see uh, injustice in the world, and then we say, see a right way of doing things according to the Scripture, according to the Bible. And how do you how do you reconcile those two things? That's difficult. So, I mean, kind of what I was saying is, I'm wondering if part of the reason it's taboo in the church is kind of this, I mean, I, I, I feel like putting it this way is harsh, but I'm not sure how else to put it, but kind of putting this me first mentality is right. kind of at odds with the, the entire, the entirety of Christianity, which is all about giving up self and focusing on Christ. Right. Yeah. So I think right. even at the outset, it's, it's at odds with that. I think yeah. there are parts of it that are not good, that it's taboo. Like mm. I think there's, right. there's a lot of church tradition around you know, women, I mean, even today in Calvary, there's a lot of contention around if women are allowed to speak, you know, in, in church services. And there's a lot of back and forth around that. And that, I think that's a little bit separate and a little bit different from that. Um, and it is the part of the, the conversation that I have a hard time talking about and which, which is why I want Liz and, and Jen to kind of chime in on it. Yeah. But, but what do you think about that? Cause there's a lot of things and you guys kind of get into this, Andy, where you talk about, you know, there's some hard verses in the Bible. There's some, there's some church tradition where, you know, Jesus only had male uh, disciples, right? Like, how how does that all work out? Like, and I'm and I'm asking you, Liz, specifically. Like, I think what it comes down to is, do you trust that Jesus is a loving God and that He is out for your best good as a woman? Because if you trust that, then maybe it doesn't make sense to us sitting here in 2017 to say and believe these things that are in the Bible and it feels wrong. I'll say it feels wrong, but I trust that God is good ultimately and that if it doesn't make sense now, I trust that there's goodness and glory and value. I wanted to say this thing about feminism. I feel like it equates value and power and status. When the Bible hmm. doesn't, and I think that's part of the th the problem is this speaking in church. It's a status thing, but that doesn't mean that the place that a woman, the, the place that God says a woman has, doesn't have immense value before Him. And the fact that it's different than the what the place that the Lord has men at, I think that's where the rub is. It feels bad now, but I don't know that it is in an eternal godly perspective. Right. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. And I think one thing that's interesting that um, Jen actually mentioned that I, I thought was really interesting was, um, to your point, Liz, you know, we as humans have almost made this the gender dynamic or the gender divide about power and about hierarchy, where it seems like Jesus never had that in mind. There's definitely, he made it about difference. I think, and not difference like exclusion or opposition, but more complementary and uniqueness and, and it, like the best, the best sense of difference, which I think like, it's just, 
it's just so different than like the human mindset, right? The human mindset is about power. It's about who's above who, like who has, who has the better title at work, who gets the bigger salary, who like that, that's just like the way we think. And And Andy, you talked a lot about that. People have different roles to play. Right. I mean, I think the illustration that the Bible always uses is the body, you know, uses the body of, of Christ, the church, um, I mean, in many ways, humanity. And I think, like, you know, you have in your body, you have, uh, you know, two kidneys, but you only have one head, you only have one heart. And I, I always think of it like that. Like, if there is an order, and I believe there is based on Scripture, male's the head and the woman's the heart. They both intrinsically need each other. There's no head without the heart. There's no heart without the head. They work in conjunction with each other. The heart, in a sense, obedient to the head, and yet it's just as valuable, just as equitable, just as uh, all, all of these things. They're, 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 they're in conjunction with and really and truly couldn't live without the other. So I think, you know, it really comes down to this idea to me of whether or not there's an order or not. <laughs> that's the, to me, that's like kind of the question. Is there an order to it? If there is, then we make mistakes along the way, but there is an order to it. And I think that's, to me, the real question of all this stuff. No, that's, I think that's a good analogy. Um, what we have to think about is we're trying to bring God's kingdom here. And so right. when you think about God's kingdom, I don't know, and Andy, I feel like you would know this better than I do, but I don't know that equality in the sense that we think of it will be the same in God's kingdom perfected like there like you were saying i think there will be somewhat of an order like maybe being a janitor will be a thing and being a speaker will or you know i mean like is that what you're kind of talking about like an order of well yeah i mean you know here's kind of an interesting thing like uh, there's a passage in revelation that talks about the kings of earth um I, I forget exactly how it goes. I have to go look it up. But bring, you know, basically are kings in heaven. So I mean, there is an order. It sounds like there's an order to it. I mean, it'll be, you know, better to be a doorman in the house of the Lord than, you know, a thousand years elsewhere kind of thing. I mean, there's, there's doormen, there's gardeners, there's, you know, there's different, sounds like there's different jobs in heaven. And they, there are, it seems as if there's order to that. You know, it's interesting too, is like, Old Testament wise, you've got Miriam in Exodus, who's a prophet. I mean, Miriam, she's like kind of one heck of a prophet. Deborah in, in the book of Judges, she's she's a great prophet. In fact, not only is she a prophet, she's actually also a judge. I mean, there's quite a few women in scripture um, that are used by God and used out of out of what many would think is like sort of an appropriate order. But I mean, I think sometimes when people think order, they think inferior to and it's definitely in my mind not that yeah in the perfect in a perfected world i think women will have as many roles in as many places as it, their male counterparts if there are male and female um oh gosh, which there won't well, that's a whole kettle of fish the whole kettle of fish we don't need to get into but um <laughs> i think that what my other point that i wanted to make or more importantly is that there will be such a joy in being Wherever the Lord has placed you, whether that be something we would consider a higher role or a lower role, there will be such a joy in knowing that you are serving the Lord and the effect that you're having and the role you're playing in the perfected kingdom that none of these things will be issues. The reason feminism is such an issue is because we have 
a strong desire to be validated in this world and to be, you know, to feel that we just, you know, it's a it's an entitlement thing. But I mean, not always. I I wanted I want to make sure that it's said that I don't I do believe that feminism is a good cause and there are real problems, but that I don't think that as Christians we should take those on personally because I mean if we're following Jesus example he died on a cross for for something that was completely his not his fault it was the most you know humble and laying down of his rights possible thing to have happen and also Jesus came into a world with a lot of social issues he addressed the heart of people and I think as a practical thing what that we should be doing and I think from here as in 2017 that we can do is to try to love the people around us in humility and try not to feel so entitled or whatever. I don't know what the right word is, but in an example, in a working environment, barring abuse, of course, that is a, that is not acceptable. But like, if you feel like your boss is a bit of a misogynist and he's kind of rude, you could make a big deal about it and try to make him pay the consequences or leave. Or you can take on Jesus's heart and just try to love him. And I feel like that is going to produce more real change in his heart, in your boss's heart, or more real change in the world than taking on this whole movement and saying, like, this is so wrong, I'm going to make a big stink about it. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm, like, digging myself a giant hole, but... Yeah. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think... And I think that call to arms of loving those around us above our personal... I mean, vendettas or whatever you want to call it, whether that's feminism, whether that's... I mean, you can insert really anything... Yeah, I mean, and totally. I think that's what we're called to do as Christians, and that does produce real change. Yeah. And part of the way you know that is because is it's really hard, and it's completely contrary to what we naturally would want to do. I think part of the damage that this movement does is, like Andy was talking about, is division. And not having this love mentality for the people who are wronging you causes a lot of division. When really I think we need to try and bring those who disagree with us close. And... Um, hmm just love on them as people and human beings because God didn't just die for us. He died for your misogynist boss and wants to bring him to, to, to him. He wants to bring them close too. And that's the ultimate goal. Not that I, as a woman get the validation I feel I deserve, but that those around me come to know Jesus and that the Lord has brought glory. Right. Right. No, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's really good. And I think like to kind of, to kind of package or summarize kind of the answer that you're kind of saying, I think is, you know, can you be a feminist and be a Christian? And I think the answer is absolutely yes. Yes. Right. Yes. But it's always going to be second to Christ, just in the same way that I can absolutely be a father who is crazy about my kids but that's always going to be second to Christ because I think that's great. Like I want, I want equal pay in the workplace, and yeah. I want yeah. women to take leadership roles. And, and a lot of what I'll say is a lot of like feminist things that you know, a lot of that just feels like common sense to me. Yeah. One thing that my friend always said that I agree with is he said, "I want to call myself a, fem- a feminist, but there are certain connotations that I'm not ready to accept," hmm. and I feel <laughs> like that really speaks. He's not a Christian, it's worth pointing out. But uh, to me, that really stuck with me because, like, yeah, there are definitely things about it. Yeah, obviously, like, 
in terms of like the professional world or in terms of things like that, like you would obviously want women to be treated this equitably and everything, but like you can get into some things that are, are either damaging or just very unhelpful if you go like really far beyond that. Yeah, I think I'm thinking the the feminism I'm speaking to is a feminism where I see tweets that are like, blah, 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 I'm insulted because I'm expected to wear makeup. And then the next one is blah, 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 I'm insulted because someone thinks I shouldn't wear makeup. Like, it's like this weird thing where everything you literally can't win. It doesn't really seem like there's like a specific problem. They're just kind of finding them. Yeah, I feel like the the base level has been as much dealt with as policy can help. And then from here, it's people that... um. And that can only change through relationship is kind of what I'm trying you to say. You know what's interesting about that is I think it kind of comes to this this conflict between human mentality and, and Christ mentality. And what I mean specifically by that in this example is like quality in human sense is complete across the board sameness. And in the worst sense, that means everybody is the same. There is no difference and I feel like that's at odds with Christ's kingdom because he celebrates difference and he celebrates different roles. And he celebrates, you know, Andy, you talked about the body, right? There's different parts of the body. Christ Christ celebrates difference and, and, and differing roles over like this pure, unadulterated, like boxy type of like equality. You know what I mean? Like there is kind of a difference in there, I think. You know, that's the thing I think that is, and, and Tommy was kind of pointing this out. That's like, we end up seeming to, um, you know, what, what, what does feminism mean? There's level, is there levels of it? Is there points of it? You know I mean? People, the common ones are, you know, reproductive rights, uh, pay, pay, equal pay for equal work. Um, you know, there's a lot of sort of, and I think you guys are making this very clear, you know, there's a lot of these human kind of attributes of things and issues that are tackled by the point of feminism. No, totally. And it makes me think of, um, I forget the name of it, that book that you gave me and a few of the other folks at our church to read. The author of it has this thing he calls the theology of revolt. You remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, which I really like. And I mean, I think in the kind of to boil it down, his thought was, you know, he, he was struggling with all of these kind of deep theological questions and, you know, injustice in the world and all of these negative social things that were happening. And, you know, uh, you could, you know, you can lump feminism there that just a ton of stuff he was struggling with. And, you know, he took this, this theology of revolt, which his solution to that wasn't to, try to like right all these wrongs um, or try to find, even find the answer. It was to just love people. And which right. sounds like such a weird thing. It sounds like such an indirect, you know, response that isn't going to solve. It seems like you're almost going in the opposite direction to solve the problem, but it, it one restored his faith and two, you know, it, it spread the kingdom in it and it blessed those around him. You look at the old Testament and the way that the Lord won over cities for Israel we're always backwards, marching around a city instead of attacking attacking it. I think that's probably a good analogy of how to come at this issue. We got to trust the Lord's ways and trust that he's going to knock the walls down if we obey him. Any additional thoughts, Tommy? No. (laughs) I don't, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways it's just not my place. (laughs) 
I don't think that. <laughs> I feel that too. I don't think that like mansplaining away feminism is going to do anyone any good. <laughs> I think that the more Elizabeth and Jen talk, the better. So yeah, we'll cut out literally everything the three guys <laughs> saying. Just have Jen and Liz. That's Be the most saying. heavily edited one we do. Oh, yeah. it's not even a question. <laughs> cool. That was good. Thanks. Uh, tell tell Jen thanks, Andy, for being willing to talk about this and put all of her ideas out on the internet. Yeah, totally. I'm sure it's her pleasure. She she enjoyed doing it. She's fun to talk to. That's good that you say that because you are married to her, so you have to talk right. to her a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. That was great. That was an awesome, awesome interview with Jen and Andy. Good time talking about stuff with Liz and all that. I mean, what do you think, Tommy? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't have. I just don't feel like I have too much to add. That's why I barely talked at all. Like, I just think that it's obviously a very complicated issue, and no, none of these things have like affected me directly. And I, I've. I grew up basically with five older sisters and two moms, and I grew up around a lot of female influence. So I feel like, as a dude, I've been, you know, on the slightly more woke side of things. But at the same time, like, there's been a lot of times where I've been guilty of, you know, treating women as less than peers and been called out for it, mostly by my sisters. I don't know, I feel like I've been put in my place a lot in reference to not treating women well. And so I think that's good. Yeah. And so I don't know. I I just didn't... I feel like letting Elizabeth and Jen talk more was probably the right call for both of us. Our next topic is going to be a lighter topic. We've had, some, we've had some heavy hitters recently. We want to lighten things up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try to get Tommy to, uh, to maybe even leave the next one. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Um, so, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. It'll definitely be more cultural unless uh, you're living your life wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Bye, David. Bye.